ass dog out there. You need some of that tussing. <laughs> I said, Robot tussing, dog dog? She was like, no, that tussing is T U S S I N tussing. I'm like, she going crazy as shit. I go to the store, guess what I find? Tussing. Tussing. Oh, that's a real thing. I thought she was being funny. Yo, I slept like a fucking baby. You hear me? For real? Where is that? Girl, listen. I crawled in that goddamn bed. And I was giving that pill some massive heads that night, baby. Girl, 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 girl. No. <laughs> Welcome to Never Watered Down. Let's go deep. I am your host, Odell. And I am your co-host. Chrissy McLovin. All right, all right. Now, today we're going to discuss mental health. But before we do that, Chrissy, how is your weekend going? Stressful. Stressful? <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> I hear you. 150% the weather out here. I'm in the East Coast. Chrissy is in the West Coast. And Mother Nature is just doing her own thing. One minute is 80 degrees, the next minute is rain and sleep. I'm a tad bit confused and I feel disappointed. We're here. We're getting really warm days and then all of a sudden everybody's cold. We said 70 to us is cold. <laughs> Don't show off. Do not show off. Now is not the time for you to be over there showing off because I get sandstorms and shit. Okay? You gotta watch out for the goddamn scorpions outside. You cannot wear flip-flops because it's snake season. Um, you can in this area. Oh. <laughs> Don't remind me, okay? Snakes are like my biggest fear. Well, look, you sit up here being, all, oh, well, this time of the <laughs> year, you know, it gets cold around 70. Girl, bye. <laughs> I'm sitting up here worrying about frostbite and crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how different it is here. From there. Yeah, like we got maybe... crackheads. Y'all got what? Meth heads? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been looking out there and I'm like, yeah, it looks a little suspicious. Got a lot of people losing their teeth. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Now to the show. We're looking at current events. Um, current events such as like COVID and the senseless murders that's been going on within our country. Um, we spoke a few weeks ago, Chrissy about the 84-year-old trans person, uh, the realtor, and the serial killer that's here that was here in D.C. and New York City. Um, and we noticed that a lot of the more times than not when the media uh, news outlets, it doesn't matter which one you're looking at, when the news outlet talk about a serial killer or talk about crime, they never include mental health. It's very rare, I should say, that they include mental health. I haven't seen in my 44 years of living too many serial killers. It seems like we have more now than ever. And as far as the murders and crime rate has skyrocketed since COVID. And the biggest issue that I see within our country is the fact that we don't have enough resources for people who may actually need help. And in the community in which I'm from, um, we were taught black people don't get depression. We don't get anxiety. We don't go through those things that other cultures go through. So with what you're saying, it's like two totally different issues in one. Right. Because when it comes to mental stability, 
it's nothing that was talked about in our generation, which has forced what's now now. And then you're also talking about in your community. So how was it different for your community? For our community, I mean, we were one, we were, we're like I said, we were told that, you know, we don't have those type of problems. Another okay. is the fact that there's not resources. If you go to any hood, there's very rare that you'll find a resource. Someone who's going to actually be able to help you besides the police. Now you're or someone today? who's trying to. What huh? are you saying then? I'm talking now. There's no resources in, in, in impoverished areas. And that's white, black, it don't matter. There's no resources. Let's look at Kensington in Philly, right? Kensington was one of the, one, a really good area at one point. Now it's a safe zone for drug addicts. Yeah. The crime rate just in Kensington alone, I think there was 15 people shot within the past week. 15. If this is not a mental health crisis, I don't know what is. It is. The problem is, is you're right. We don't have enough resources when it comes to just basic, the health benefits for everyone. But we also don't have enough people working in that field to make up for all that's going on now that's kind of led up to it. Because like you said, in your community, how, how it was for you guys, in our community, it wasn't talked about. It was behind closed doors. Like taboo. Right. And you better act right in public, no matter what. <laughs> right. Uh, how, how did the parents used to say, don't go in here acting crazy? Mm-hmm. Knowing that it is something more than just, um, just how a person acts or... For me, uh, because it's, again, you know, just like you, it's something that wasn't talked about. And the the rule was what happens in this house stays in this house. And I think that that was one of the worst things. Um, Any parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, guardian would tell a child that whatever happens in this house stays in this house, knowing that you got a crazy uncle. Yeah. Or your aunt has lost her mind and set three fires already. Or another family's raped another family member. Yeah, that too. Because, I mean, and, and when it comes down to it, I think it all it all stems from our childhood and the lack of um, noticing from the adults that as children, we were little, all we were were little humans. Um, just didn't know how to navigate through life. And so you had all these things piled on. Of course, you know, you start school and you got this and you're learning things new and you have to meet new people. And as children, they don't know how to deal with half of that stuff. And for whatever reason, I'm not really sure. Jesus. I'm not really sure why the adults didn't notice. Or Chrissy. Chrissy. I'm here. I'm having some complications. I am literally fighting with this damn cat. I need you backup. Got them, yeah. I don't know why you got them. Yeah. I know. Allergic to them. Allergic to the dog. And then I decided to get two kittens and allergic to them too. So my allergies is out of control and bandit will not leave me alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> His tail is whipping right across my face and is not <laughs> making any sneezing or snotting situation any better. <laughs> Just go ahead and put that out there. 
<laughs> so um, I think that more times than not, if if the adults or the the guardians in our lives would have seeked treatment um, beforehand, a lot of the issues that's going on wouldn't be going on. Would you take in consideration that our generations are the ones? who, for the most part, start having children young. Well, not just our generation, but they start having children young. The likelihood of the parents or grandparents stepping in to help out wasn't likely. Because a lot of our childhood was all during the crack era as well. Crack era as well. All types of drugs, you name it, they were doing it. Yeah. I mean, hell, now you got a 30-year-old grandmother. You're right. It was the start of a young crisis. And you, we came from another era where even if you had a child out of wedlock, you went to a nunnery and nobody saw you for months and all of a sudden you came back, baby gone. Right. Don't know. Have no clue where the baby went. To a generation that was sexualizing things. Our generation yeah. was the big portion of the start of sexualization. On TV, on in movies, yeah. and that is a lot of the problem. It is now. You know that, um, you know, as far as music is concerned, music has been sexualized since the beginning of it. Like sexualized bad too. Yes. So you know, but as of now, I think that a lot of because we're we're a generation or we're in the era of social media is spreading around a lot faster. And I think they were trying to talk about it back then a little bit, but you were, it's so easy now to express anything you want. It's just, everything's open, but then we pick and choose what shouldn't be said. Right. So it right. is okay to say. Right. Right. So, and as we were discussing earlier about, like, um, we were talking about social media and people with their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's okay for whatever reason. For people to say whatever it is that they want, whether the person, they know the person or not. Yeah. They just have that ability to just do and say whatever, but... Don't say anything wrong or that someone don't like is then here come cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is that about anyway? How do you cancel someone because they don't, they said the word gay or excuse my French. And I know that it's wrong or said the word retarded. These people are canceled because of. Yes. And who are these people to cancel anybody? Exactly. Like, I will never understand, like, how how these people think that, you know, what they say should matter. Like, we were talking about Will Smith earlier and Jada Pickett with the whole, um, I want to slap the shit out of Chris, Chris Rock situation. Um, and how how all of that really didn't need to take place. Because in the beginning, Will Smith, 30 years running, 30 plus years running, no problems, no issues. He gave to the communities, different communities. It didn't matter where you were from. Um, He's from West Philly. Go Philly. Um, (laughs) But he gave he gave to people. He gave to communities, different communities, gave to different countries. 
he lost his shit that night because people are, people have been making fun of of his life situation. Yes. Granted, his wife decided, I'm going to go ahead and start a show. It's going to call Red Table Talk. I'm going to go ahead and put my own personal information out there so that way they can taunt my husband, my kids, and the rest of my family. To me, that makes no sense at all. Me neither. I honestly... Jade is a very different type of person. I honestly feel like on the first time Will saw her, he was just infatuated. Dude, did you see that woman? Look, do you see that woman? Uh, yes. Okay. Sheesh. But that is the type of woman that we don't want to see strong. That's the type of woman that is making people think that it is your looks that make it all. Not that she's not a good actor, but she, to me, she cuts Will down. Ah, you know, she's no Holly Berry, okay? You know, I think Jade is pretty. Um, she again, she's she's no she's no Holly Berry. She does cut him down, but that's his own doing. He's allowing that to happen. But he's so I don't know what's wrong with him mentally at this point yes well at this point yeah she done put all their business out there people making memes of him because of that august uh whoever his name is mm -hmm. that singer that they had an entanglement with and people didn't respect the fact that will mentioned that that was during a time that will was doing his thing with a, a slew full of women and she was doing her thing but for whatever reason, people just don't, they don't hear it. Like, since they have social media, they think, oh, you know, I'm going to say what I want to say. There's no repercussions from it. But there is. There was a saying they used to say uh, back in the day, day, Chrissy. I learned it when I learned the Kyle Wynn Elementary School song. It was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Chrissy, that has always been the dumbest statement I have ever heard. Yeah, because words do hurt. <laughs> and when Pete went, I remember who was in Mr. Cuff. <laughs> he had said that that I shouldn't be upset because someone says something to me because words don't hurt. And I'm sitting there thinking like, no, words do hurt. Like my feelings was just hurt. What do you mean? People say the R word. They don't want you to say it because it's hurtful. People say the N-word. They don't want you to say it because it's hurtful. People say the C-word. That's just a nasty-ass word. I, I just That's just a word I don't even say. I think it's bad. Real bad. But when it comes down to, to mental health, people, they make fun of it. You can't call your quote-unquote friend and vent to your friend without them posting on social media. You and I... We chit chat. We vent to one another. We neither one of us got to worry about it going up on social media. It's just not going to happen. No, I mean, we but, have a trust. Right. We bond. But here's the thing. So our biggest thing growing up was trust and loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. These people ain't even loyal to themselves because it was never instilled in them to be loyal. To be nice to someone else just because. You don't have to know someone to be nice to them. Yeah. 
How many have you heard from Tyrese the singer? He's a singer actor. You know, the guy who was crying about his daughter. Mm-hmm. So when he did that video, um, showing his 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 showing his dismay, showing that he was hurting, showing that he needed help. These people on social media went ahead and they they made videos of it. They made memes of it. All that stuff, not understanding that it's damaging this man and his family. And that little girl is going to have to contend with that when she gets older because it's not like it's going to ever go away. Nothing on the internet ever goes away. Right. It can all be traced back. Right. Right. And it, 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 it's always there. Someone is always took a screenshot or, or has it saved in their phone. Mm-hmm. If it's funny, I have it saved in my phone. Uh, if it's messy, since I like a little razzle dazzle from time to time, I may have that saved in my phone as well. Hit me up for any type of videos. I got them all. <laughs> but just being mean to people for no reason. Like you have people who are happy because they're trolls. I never understood the concept of it. So you're going to go on someone's, comment someone's pictures someone's post and post something negative just because you want to upset them and that's supposed to help where so you take in consideration that what two years uh, two years actually two years and going of COVID people are locked down some by themselves some with people that they don't like some with people they found out that they don't like and then the world opens up again. No one's received any type of mental health check. No type of help when it comes to the mental stability of a person. Can you do this? Can you do that? You have people going to the, the, the subway. Pushing people onto the tracks. But the media don't explain how much of a mental a mental health issue that we're, we're going through right now. They're worrying about other stuff. And don't get me wrong. Prayers go out to Ukraine, uh, the hell with Putin, all that type of great stuff. But when it comes down to it, I thought it was supposed to always been America first anyway. But we're not taking care of our own people. No, we haven't for a long time. We haven't for a yeah, real long time. You have even the cops, you know, uh, those officers, the good officers. Oh, bad ones too. Shit, that's half the time I think that's how they turn bad. Is they get so overwhelmed and overworked and frustrated that they just... They just go go hard. They just don't know what else to do. They want to stop whatever the problem is right then and there and not prolong it anymore. They need help. Like there should be a mental health department within the police department. That would help substantially with murders, with cops um eating their own guns, with cops hurting their spouses or someone that broke up to with them. But no one is getting that type of service. They're not. However, there's still those people, too, that refuse to request it or ask for it. They don't want to talk about it. We still have people that are suffering that just as as so, you know, you know, I always quote movies and stuff like that. Song. But in the last Medea movie, when Uncle Joe said to the two boys, y'all young folks think you woke. You need to go back mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a true statement. Like, that was 
that that's how it is right now. These young kids think they're so woke and they understand everything. Right. That right. They, and, and, and they're and they're allowed to voice it and speak it. And you just have to agree with them. Right. And if not, God only knows what's gonna happen. Right. Like there the the tantrums that these kids use today is different than our tantrum. Our tantrums back in the day was laying on the floor kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. hope that you don't get your ass whooped. Um but now, you know, you tell someone they're wrong and they're trying to hunt you down. Yeah. Because they don't like being wrong. And I think that all stems from their their upbringing. Yeah. I was scared as hell as a child, even as an adult now, to speak rudely to an older person. Just off the off the cuff, just speak rudely. I try to hold the door for them. Hey, if you need help right. carrying and your bags, I help you carry your bags. Huh? And Chrissy? Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. So what that is is it's we're the last generation that had it driven into us that we would respect our elders, we would just say our pleases, our thank yous, you know, be on our P's and Q's. When you're yes, around ma'am, adults no and elders. Ma'am. Yep. And then our generation was of when we started having kids. Pussy popping on the handstand. Go ahead. Was also the start of like teenage, a lot of teenage pregnancies. Right. So these kids are trying to raise kids and they're not thinking about what they were taught because they don't know what the hell they're doing with these kids. Mm-hmm. One of the parents aren't around. Sometimes both parents aren't, and grandparents are raising them. Right. And the grandparents are tired. Right, because they shouldn't be raising their grandkids. Right. So our generation really shifted a lot of different things to where we are now, where you see them talking on TV and in the schools and all these different books. We are to let them do what they want. Let them have the temper tantrum. Don't take their things away. Yeah, I'm that's sorry, not going to fly. What? What that's not going to fly. We're teaching them that there's no, no, they want us to teach our children that there's not a repercussion for the actions that they do. When right. in, in all actuality, there is. Right. They're, there's, they're acting like there's no boundaries. But there is. Real life has boundaries. Check this Some of out. these teenagers find out right after they turn 18 when they do something stupid and not even like harm or hurt anybody that real life sets in because they got to go to court for something they really didn't even know they were doing. They, they made a mistake. Right. 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 Most definitely. Um, it's crazy because when, when I was younger, um, I was, uh, I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> if, oh, that, if we got out of line with our neighbors, with the, the corner oh, store guy or uh, another parent, our parents ho- was holding us by our shirts in that front yard of that other person's house, making sure we apologize. Right. Now, and now if we I, didn't, I, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> When we got I got home, it back. It was we weren't going to be able to walk for a week. Now, 
when I, I think I was in first grade when this happened. That's when that one eight hundred number came out. That uh, child abuse phone mm-hmm. number, right? I had to be in like first grade. So I remember coming home. I lived in North Philly. I was leaving Whittier, going back to Bellevue Street, right? And I was so happy because I had a one eight hundred number. She can go ahead and hit me and beat me if she wants to. I'm gonna have a one eight hundred number to call. It's, yeah, so when I got home and my mom was upset about something I did, and I know that I did some really weird shit as a child, I told her that I had a 1-800 number, and she wasn't going to give me no whooping. <laughs> when I woke up, I knew damn well that 1-800 number wasn't shit. <laughs> See? <laughs> because they should have told us you gotta not to... More. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> they should have told us automatically do not tell the adult that is going to whoop your ass that you have a 1-800 number. Okay. Because at the end of the day, like on some real, like we would play on the block and everyone on that block, like we were related except for like a few houses. Some of those kids wasn't related to us, but everyone else, we were all cousins, right? Whether it was cousin, my blood, cousin, my marriage, whatever. We were just cousins. If you, if I did something wrong, I knew that I was going to get several ass whoopings for that one thing I did wrong. We was decided to play Ding Dong Dixie, right? Broad daylight. We was a bunch of dumb ass kids. Broad daylight. And we never left the block. That's the funny. Well, we, we, you know, we go to the park, which was two blocks away, but we was in North Philly. So ultimately we stayed on the block until our parents, you know, took us somewhere. Anyway, we playing Ding Dong Dixie and this neighbor of ours, her name was Miss Chicken. Funny name, and she walked like a chicken. But anywho, and always had this weird looking moo moo on. Like I hated moo moos from there forth. Like why does she always have a moo moo on? It didn't matter what time of the day it was. She always came out in a fucking moo moo. So anyway, we playing Ding Dong Dixie. It's like maybe like eight of us playing Ding Dong, having a blast, right? Not thinking anything of it. Our other neighbor, Miss May, saw that we was playing Ding Dong Dixie. She lined us up and whooped our asses <laughs> and said she was going to tell our parents what we did. And I'm thinking, well, I'm in the clear now. This old lady just beat me. I should be all right. No, no, it did not go that way. My aunt found out because she was the first one home. I got my ass whooped. My uncle found out I got my ass whooped. My mom came home. Guess what? I got my ass whooped. Ask me if I ever played Ding Dong Dixie again. Go ahead, I dare you. <laughs> I already know the answer. I, I did, I did, I did. I just got slick with what? it. I just, <laughs> I got really good with it. I got really good. I was not getting caught. I, I have never, from that day forth, I have never been caught. Never been caught, never been seen. I was like the Flash, okay? I was the the one brown, round child that I was fast. <laughs> fast as fuck, boy. Fast as fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you. I can't believe you. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but even then, I knew not to be disrespectful to Miss May. Because she was my elder. I also knew as much as I didn't like Miss Chicken and that fucking Moo Moo, I also knew not to be disrespectful to her either. Right. So I don't know if it was because I was in church all the time because they forced me to go to church all the time because they knew I was a demon seed. 
or if the literally the the um the thought of my mom or any of my family members who are all heavy handed whooping my ass put that fear in me. Whereas though I just didn't, I just wasn't rude to people. Right. But as I'm older, I still try not to be rude to people. And the only reason why I try to be uh, polite to people is because once you're rude to me, then all hell can go loose. How, how Kevin Gates said it, uh, Kevin Gates said, it's always up on my end. Like I'm always ready. That's why I'm always polite to people. And that's how it is. When you grow up in certain areas, you grow up doing certain things, you try to be polite to people. Like, I don't want to see people cry. I don't like to see a person that may be depressed. If you depressed and I'm depressed, I'm push my depression aside. And my goal is to make you laugh. Because that yeah. one laugh could save someone's life. I think you were the one that really taught me too that, like, when you work with somebody that you know has situations, you always befriend them. You don't all the time hide from them. You don't talk about them. Mm. Mm. And, and matter of fact, because it was during a situation where we worked, and it was a, a few. It was actually like two or three that was at that job mm-hmm. who we saw that there could be a potential of a problem. Right. And we were, every, look, no one understood why I spoke to them or why I was sitting chit chat with them. Because when things go wrong, I want them to say, you know what, Donna, you, your mom and your people can go ahead and leave. Right. I mean, I feel bad for everybody else, but when it comes down to it, it's all about self-preservation. I'm trying to live, homeboy. I got things to do. Right. And because of you telling me, I told Morgan. Mm-hmm. And guess who Guess who still hits me up today? I haven't been at that job for, what, three plus years? And I haven't worked with them uh, people. Oh, okay. I haven't worked with them people in over six years. Six, no, actually longer than that. Stink is, what, seven? I've been out of there for what, three or four years. So about 10 to 11 years, I haven't spoken to these people. They still contact me. Hey, Don, just checking up on you. Huh? I still have a lot of the people from there online. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, is I never want anything bad to happen to them or no one else. So if it takes me 10 minutes to sit there and chit chat with them or 10 minutes to tell them a joke, I don't care if it takes me an hour. Everyone has problems. And if a person tell you, no, I'm good. I don't have any problems. I'm not this. They're lying. Everyone has a problem. Our problems may not be the same. Some may be more severe than others. But since you don't know the person and don't know their problem, how hard is it to say hello? Hey, are you okay? You know, I was walking in, in Philly and said hello to somebody. Walked past them and said hello. They looked at me like I I spit in their mother's face. And I'm like, well, well, fuck you too. The people just don't have the concept of how to be nice or when people are nice to them, that they don't want anything in return. They're just trying to be nice. I hate to see people. We saw a, a, a man out there, homeless guy with a machete out in the city 
And I'm trying to call the police so that way he don't hurt anybody, don't hurt himself. Now, you know, the police didn't ever answer the damn phone. Never answered the literally dialed 911. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit God. just kept ringing. And where were you So at? I pulled... Uh, uh, huh? Where were you at? In Center City. Oh, my God. On Chestnut Street. Of course. It, matter of fact, we were right... Oh, we were right across from um, Jefferson Hospital. That's crazy. And they did not... They wouldn't answer the phone. So I was like, oh, well, maybe something's going on. So me and the little one would took you know went around the corner, saw a few cops, said something to them. We doubled back. They said, "Oh, we don't see anybody." They stayed where they were at, talking. Wow. It's like there, there's no type of urgency. Yeah, and that's, that's like for whatever reason, and these people, in people's minds, they're oh well, no, they're they're just they're just mean people, or they're just murderers, or they're just that. People are going through, honey. People are going through being locked down for two plus years uh, with people that they don't like, people by themselves, people online talking shit about them, and now they they out. So now they outside. Well, I think the they're going to handle the problems, huh? I think in a way, though, you realize the police were basically in lockdown too, even though they had to go out and patrol, like. There wasn't places to go. There wasn't things to do, people to see. Yeah. And so everybody's going nuts. The government yeah. wants to defund the police. Ah, see, here's the thing. And, and I think that's where people are understanding the whole point of defunding the police. Defunding the police is not saying they're taking money from the police. They're allocating money to have psychiatrists on site to help with mental health issues. But people are fighting so they need that. They, they need it, but it made this thing um, political, and it shouldn't be. This is something that we need as a community. Every community needs it. Doesn't matter black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese, whatever. Right. Every community needs someone there because we all have these problems. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of us, but the majority of people within each culture, we're human. We have those problems. So if you have somebody, I'll say, in Chinatown who has an issue and it's a mental health crisis, you're going to send out a police officer? Dude, we just had three people stabbed down the damn street. You send a police officer there, that money that you allocated, you go ahead and send out the mental health people to help the person that has a mental health breakdown. The problem is, is that when it comes down to it, it's putting the money in the right places. And I agree, there's not enough psychologists psychiatrists um as i call them shrinks there's not enough no and you may call one and it may take you a month to get in it's a newer science it wasn't even a science at first it wasn't even in the category of science and the crazy thing is is that it shouldn't be this isn't a scientific thing this is a human thing when a person is, is has went through so many traumatic experiences, what do they think is going to happen to that person? It's a science of the mind, though. They're figuring out and still trying, because, again, it's newer science, to figure out, like, what in our brains makes us do this or that or feel this or feel that. It, there's so much involved. It's, it's humanitarian, but it's, it's also psych- it's all science. 
No, it's, I understand it. 150%. But we still I still feel know. as though that if they, if, if they can go ahead and keep the sciences, the sciences focusing on our brains, that's, that's fine by me, whatever. Um, but all in all, those scientists are not helping our murder rates. Those scientists are not helping people just cracking under pressure. People are snapping. Right. Because but, they don't know what else to do. Right. But what, I'm, what I'm saying is it, so when you're taking the courses, right, you're learning about the human mind. You're learning about different different types of psychology, different views on psychology. Right. And there's so many different other aspects of psychology. It's not just the counselor type or the I, you you have it's a whole big realm. You have right. social workers, which we don't have enough of because we don't get right. paid enough, and right. they don't like True. to see the horrible things they see. And, and then at some they point get in they get because they continue to tell their bosses they don't have they, enough support. They need this. They need that, and they don't get stuff on time or at all. And by then the child's dead, and and they're desensitized of of everything. So we, we we need to start focusing more money on psychology and learning more about it and putting more people, you know, getting more people to go to school for that and actually go into that field. Because I know a number of people that have a psychology degree that work at a bank. Right. But when I was going in for psychology... Hold on. Wicked cough. When I was going in for psychology for my master's degree, I was told by a professor, if you go into law or psychology, understand that you'll be working somewhere else. And I didn't understand that. And I'm like, well, how? We're overflowed with lawyers and with psychologists, psychiatrists. To me, that made no sense because I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe it either. It is right. so hard to get an appointment for a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Some people who need help like that week can't get an appointment for two to three months. Right. What do they and if, to do? What they do is they send them to a hospital and they 302 them. That's that's and, they do and that. it gets to right. Otherwise, they're out on the street and committing havoc, not understanding uh, exactly what's going on because their brains aren't working properly. We basically put out the message after years of keeping all this men- mental stability and, and psychology, all this behind closed doors to putting it to the forefront of everyone's mind before we even had enough resources to handle it. And now every generation after us has to have a mental problem. Because no one under so so in for for both of us, we both had the same we both had the same experience when it came to mental health. Right? Although I'm black, you're white, we had basically the same experience. We were both told those things don't happen to us, mm-hmm. right? 
Now imagine if our parents or guardians at the time saw that as an issue and went ahead and sent you in to go see a shrink. And so now you have a firm understanding of what's going on in your life. Like for me, my child is not going to go a day. She ever look at me and say she's sad or she's depressed and me not one, try to figure out why, what I can do to help and then call a shrink to go ahead and get her to talk. Cause we all know kids won't ultimately they don't talk to their parents like that. Not about everything. So if it takes an outside person in order to bring the problems to the forefront so we can rectify it, then I would rather do that. And I'm all for it. But in I'm our day, we didn't it. have it. The problem is, is we, we and we're looking at the staff. Right. Right. Well, we need to start boosting people up, Chrissy. It's going to take me and you and our new audience. 150%. And you look at everything. I mean, we, we look at um, how many people uh, unalive themselves during the during the, the process of COVID or even after because they're being bullied by other people, whether adults, children, old and young. Mental health is a big deal. So I think that if we practice using psychiatrists, psychologists, psychiatrists sooner in life that help people out earlier to recognize that there's an issue that only a shrink can help. You have people who say, oh, just pray about it. Give it to Jesus. Give it to God. They'll handle it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I mean, I don't get me wrong. I believe I believe I'm a firm believer of God, Lord Jesus, Allah and all the rest of them. But I believe that they put um, people in place to do their work. So praying is not enough. You have to talk to somebody. Right. You know, people have no um, idea how important talking is, how important communication is. Right. Because you may not be able to figure out a solution, but together you can put your mind and come up with something. Right. And then we're looking at um, um, health insurance. Or the cost of funds it takes to do that. Why isn't that our health insurance? That's something that should be paid for 100%. Yeah, you want to see someone, it's, it's, a preve- it's a, but it's preventative care. It's something that ultimately, I, I can't say it's going to all be prevented, but the most will. So you have, what, three, we had three, two, two or three serial killers, right? Within the past year. Actually more than that, but... Two or three that we know about, and that's just here on the East Coast, right? If if those people were able to talk to someone or had to talk to someone because of where they worked or whatever, if they had to work with people, you know that they the um, the psychiatrist would have found out sooner that they have those tendencies, and those yeah. people could have been saved, except for that eighty three year old trans uh, trans woman. I'm eighty four year old trans woman. That person was a serial killer from the gate. Every time you turn around, she was being arrested for assault, um, stabbing someone, stabbing an ex, trying to slit someone's throat, killed someone when she got out of jail the next time. And then this time she got out of jail again. And like I said, she's 84 years old. Yes. And was riding around on a scooter with the person's severed leg on the seat. She was sitting on a person's severed leg. 
needs to be locked away, not in society. My thing is, after the first murder, how are these people getting out? I, I don't believe that. I believe if you kill someone and you cost them their life, then your life should be given in their place. Not saying I don't believe, I don't, I'm not a believer of the death penalty. Um, except for pedophiles. I, I think that, um, stoning them actually makes a lot more sense. Uh, but that's just me. As far as the people with mental health issues and, you know, people who, oh, you know, I'm going to murder somebody. I'm going to get out in 15 years and I'm going to do it again. I think she may have had a year or two of freedom each time she went back to jail. Those years of freedom should have never happened. She killed somebody. And it's not like it was one of those cases where as though they wasn't sure that she killed the person. All the evidence was stacked against this woman. I don't know if she was a woman when she first started, but we're going to stick with the woman part. Now, you heard about Mike Tyson? Which, <clears throat> what situation? The most recent. No. With the airplane. Okay. So Mike Tyson was on an airplane going to a cannabis um, convention somewhere where he was supposed to speak about cannabis. Him... I think Snoop Dogg and it was some other person that he was speaking with. But anywho, he's on a plane. I think he was heading. No, he was heading to the convention, to the event. <clears throat> and there was a drunk gentleman behind him. Who decided that it was a smart idea. To pick with Mike Tyson. Oh. So in the beginning, they, you know, he took a selfie with him. Excuse me, I don't believe that that was to, you know, Mike's liking, but he was real chill with it from the looks of the video. The guy just kept taunting him, kept taunting him, kept taunting him. One article states that he threw a water bottle and it hit, um, it hit Mike Tyson. Other articles doesn't mean they don't mention the water bottle, right? But they were saying that this guy just kept taunting him and Tyson was telling him, listen, man, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Now, everyone knows that Mike Tyson goes through some mental, some mental health problems, right? He decided to get up in his chair and give this man headshots. Oh my God. Mike Tyson. Here's the thing. He was giving him Velcro shots, though. They were real close to the body. Real sure shots. The guy basically was able to sit there and pout all his lips with a few cuts on his head. It wasn't as bad, right, as it could have been. So everyone's like, oh, you know, Mike Tyson should be in jail. He should this, he should that. Keep your hands to yourself. Here we go. Sticks and stones may break my bones. And I'm like, yeah, that shit is bullshit. It's always been bullshit. Stop bringing it up. And this person was like 80. Talking about sticks and stones. I'm like, grow up, bro. <laughs> grow up. So you look at him. And, and and see that, you know, all he's trying to do is stay out of, stay out of the way. Yeah. He he was talking to, I can't remember who it was. I had to figure it out, find out who it was. But he was talking to um, another celebrity. And the celebrity asked him, you know, how was you doing? You know, how you doing, Mike? He says, you know, I'm blessed. I'm doing really good. So the guy was like, oh, you just got out of jail. You ain't got no money. Bro, he says, why are you happy? Mike Tyson said, I have no money. 
That means no one can use me for anything. Do <laughs> you believe that's stuck in that man's head like that? Wow. That people use him so much so that he's happy because he has no money left. I doubt that he has no money left. I mean, it's Mike Tyson, for God's sake. But <clears throat> just the thought that that was something that was in his head, like people are bothering me. People keep coming at me because I have money. But if I have no money, no one's going to bother me. He on a damn flight to JetBlue and regular seats, and they still fucking with him. Now you have to be good and crazy to mess with Mike Tyson. I don't care if that man is 110. He was talking to Waka Flocka. Um, he stated that when he had the most money, he was the least happiest because people were coming at him every time you turn around, right, left, and in center. But at no point did anybody in his team and his crew say, hey, "Listen, Mike, you may need to see somebody to talk to them about your problems." You have people just riding on coattails. There's no loyalty there to tell them, tell people when they're doing something wrong when they're not right. Like I'm fitting to tell you, yeah, that's a little fucked up. You may want to change that up there, buddy. But that's when you, you actually love your friends. When you love your friends, you love your people. You want them to do good. You don't want them to do bad. I would rather say, yo, go see a shrink. You need to go see a shrink. And I want my people to do the same thing for me. Yeah. Tell me if I need help. Tell me if I'm saying something fucked up. There's more times than not. I'll ask, does that sound crazy? I'll give a scenario. To, and at the end, does that sound crazy? I need to know if something is not making sense. And us in our own bodies, I believe that if you know yourself and you know your body and how your brain works, you will know when there's a problem. I've battled with depression for God knows how long. And I know when there's a huge problem. And I'll go see somebody. And granted, you know, I have my own little you know, reservations about that. But <clears throat> I still go and talk to somebody. And if I can't get in, I'll call you. I'll talk to I'll talk to my mate. I'll talk to my brother or, you know, my mom. In the same way. I'm seeing you know, but if, right now from recent events in my life. But right. I also know I have you and my other Short best friends. But at least Let I me go ahead and put that. that out there. Um, I am Alvin, and those bitches are the chipmunks. <laughs> you can continue going on. <laughs> You're my ride or die. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> and my secret lover. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it, we have that, and that's really something to treasure right but people don't have real friends especially the newer generations because we're like yeah. the last to be forced to go out until dinner time right and go out and play all weekend don't be coming in and out the house right all right these kids have been sheltered in the house playing video games being able to talk shit behind a computer, a computer. not knowing there's a thug right around the corner waiting mm-hmm and it's crazy because, um, not computers, but video games came out when I was a kid. So we were the first generation with computers. So I remember getting ColecoVision. That's the old school stuff, baby. ColecoVision. I remember having ColecoVision, but even still, we always made it a point to go outside. There was no sitting in the house. 
No. There was no sleeping in. There was video game time, but it wasn't a lot. It was like you had a choice, your video game time or your TV time. Yeah, we I didn't have that type of strict shit. Going on. It was go take <laughs> your did. ass outside and play. And then when I came back in, I was able to basically just do what I want. I would normally, well, when I was young, young, uh, I was a bit of a, a weirdo. So I would try to build stuff or, you know, um, read. Um, very rarely did I actually play the I video game until I, got, until I got to my teen years. Like once I was like in my teen years, the Atari, it was a done deal. Yeah. And no, I wasn't even a teen. I think I was like nine or ten. With Atari, yes. It was Nintendo. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then when Nintendo we to, came out, it was like a whole new world. We would go to each, like, I would go to my childhood's best friend's house, and we would literally play video games all day and night. But our parents knew where we were. Mm-hmm. They knew where we were. I mean, Grant, I'm not saying that, you know, that's all I did. Cause, you know, we, <laughs> girl, 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 girl. We would be down for... in my brother's basement. Well, my dad's <laughs> basement, which is my brother's room. Uh-huh. And he had it set up. He had a couch, love seat, his bed, his TV. He had, Big I don't pivot. know what system it was, the Super Nintendo, whatever it was at the time. And we'd have Johnny and them over. And we'd be, you know, partying. Mm-hmm. And we'd play a little video game. And then we do other things, but we went for a little while. We'd all like take turns playing or fighting each other on Street Fighter. Right. Right. And but that's it wasn't the thing, like, like, it was like when you go to a regular party and you have a larger crowd where you have people playing pool, people in a pool, people doing this. We did the video game every once in a while. Yeah. But even, even then, like, you know. If I saw, like, if I saw something was going on, because I hung out with, with, with the same people, ultimately, that you hung out with, just at different times, uh, it seems, um, we always did a, you know, a check, hey, y'all, you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, because we knew what we was going to go out and do that weekend. You know, it's Friday night, everybody got a couple of dollars, we fitting to go and mm-hmm. go and do what we do. You know, we teenagers, 14, mm-hmm. 15 years old, we're going to go do what we do. Uh, but I always made sure I made it, uh, my my own mission because when it comes down to it, I have to make it back home. I always let my mom know where I was at. I don't care what type of BS I was up to. I told my mama, if I ain't tell her that she knew where to find my body, should something happen? We had this one guy who hung out with us. Um, <clears throat> he uh, he was a lot older than we were. We were all underage. I think I was. Close to being the middle one out of it was like eighty people though, so like I was like fifteen, and you know um everyone was either between fourteen and sixteen. This one guy he had to be like twenty something years old, he would you know make runs for us when we needed anything, so this one time we were all out and you know partying or whatever, and uh he was just off into a corner. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, yo, you know, look at him. Like, something's wrong. No, nah, no, nah, he just, you know, he just had a few. He had a few. He's okay. I'm like, no, nah, something's wrong. Like, he's never like this. Again, he's older than than we were. But, you know, you can tell when something's wrong with somebody. So, um, they, everyone dismissed it. You know, dismissed the fact that there's something wrong with this guy. And I think that this is what really sealed, sealed, the, um, sealed the coffin for me, no pun intended. Um, 
that Monday when we get back to school, we found out this dude drank antifreeze and killed himself. Oh my God. Something was going on with him. I noticed I didn't know what to do. And everyone was like, no, no, he's all right. He's all right. You know, he's, I didn't know. I didn't know the guy. I didn't even know his name. I didn't really bother him too much because he was older. Um, and honestly, he looked a little creepy. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie to you. Rest his soul. But he, he did. He did look a little scary. There's nothing like a tall white man with a fucking trench coat in the summer. That's all I'm gonna say about that. It was some scary shit. Okay. And I was the only black person there. And I, I knew I was a target. I was scared. <laughs> I got it. I didn't, I didn't drop my drink, though. <laughs> but I was scared. <laughs> but that poor man um, lost his life. He took his life. He didn't lose it. He, he took it. Because he didn't see light at the end of the tunnel. And because everyone else missed it. Yeah. Ultimately, I, you can say that I missed it, too, because I didn't say anything to him. Because I had this fear, like, some, he don't look right. Like, something about him don't. It don't add up to me. But this man took a way out and decided, but it could have been prevented. Whether it was by his family or his close friends. Like, I don't know why he did the stuff for us that he did. But he did it and he was cool with it. Everything was, was cool. I kind of, like I said, I kept my distance um, from him. He, no one's going to grab me. Not the fat one. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Roll down a hill. <laughs> but that, that yeah he, he, he ended up taking his life because people disregard it and they disregard to this day people disregard other people's feelings they disregard that you know they something is different about them there's nothing wrong with saying hi yo what's wrong with you take the 10 minutes out to make sure the person is okay you know I walk past people and I see people with their head down I'll say hi to them or have a great day. May blessings be upon you. Something positive to give them at least another day. In hopes that someone yeah. else them sees them smile. too. Huh? I said I do the same thing. And I give them a big smile. And I'll try and say something nice about them. Like, your outfit's cute. Your hair's crazy. Something. Yeah, something, something that'll give them a little... Just a little boost. Twinkle. Right. You know, a, a little a little bit of hope to, yeah. to see that, you know, not everyone is assholes. Like, I know already, <clears throat> I, I've always, I you know, would tell uh, my mate a lot. I'm like, yo, like, there's not a lot of people that's like me out here. And I feel like I'm by myself. But then I see videos of people doing kind things. And like we are out here, but I don't understand why is it it seems like the bad is outweighing the good. It isn't I guess I could say I'm at fault it myself because I know when I've when I got to the point that I realized I needed to see a psychologist, it was because I realized I wasn't being me in public. I was treating people ignorantly. Right. And I would get upset very quickly if somebody did something that was not polite, like jumped in front of line. Like I'd start acting like I was a teenager from Darby. <laughs> and I was like, oh my baby. God. I literally got in my car and was like, 
yes. I now I know I need a psychologist. I need to get you my st- feelings out. Did you feel ashamed when you did it? Like when you noticed? Yeah. When you noticed, did you feel ashamed? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happens to me too. And, like, and that's hate, what I, hate, I know. Like Yeah, being a jerk to somebody or, or just being a jerk overall. And you, because you're just having a bad day. Yeah. You're having a bad day. Like for me, you know, unfortunately a lot of my mornings start off bad. It's just how I wake up. Um so I try to stay away from people, as many people as I can. Besides, you know, everyone in my home. Um, like if I have to make a run out to the market or to the store, I try to go early. I don't, I, and, and unfortunately people look at me and I guess I'm just that person to say weird shit to. And then I start cussing them out. I'm wrong. But then I start feeling bad. The fact that I did it. And I'm like, well, damn, what if they are going through something right now? Mm-hmm. And they just took it out on me because I was the closest person. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, it's like I'm also not going to allow someone to to just go off the off the cuff and to say to me what they want to say without me saying something in return. My goal is never to hurt anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. Um, but it's also not to say that I won't do it. There are certain people that I don't believe deserve kind words. They deserve help. They need it. Right. But there are certain people I won't even approach about it because they don't want the help. Is it that they don't want it or they don't know that they need it? It's different for each person that I can think of. But like the main one I'm thinking of, they know they have a problem. So, and the, the crazy thing is for me, if, if I, like, if, if it's one of my close friends and I see that there's a problem, I've done it. I've done it. I saw that one of my close friends, um, like a sister was, was ill. I knew depression was there. I knew the traumas and her past. And I saw right then and there drug addiction. And I said, look, you got to get this together. I said something to her, her wife at the time, um, to see whether or not she can get her help. And she didn't. So guess what I did? Walked away. Because I can't be in your face as a quote unquote friend and not be honest with you. So you're not going to seek the help that you need. This is something you need. I don't need it. This is help that you need. You decide not to, to seek that help because you feel as though you got it under control. And I'm willing to walk. I'm willing to walk away to save my own sanity. Right, because we have to think about ourselves too. There are times you have to work away from a person you never thought you'd do that to, because they refuse to see or get the help they need when it's in their face and they're being told, and other people have already walked away from them. They don't want the help. There's nothing you can do. And if you stay in that situation, you're only going to bring yourself down as well. Right. Exactly. And and that's for, for me is one thing I'm not going to do. But being loyal to friends, family, and, and even just people in general, um, 
as long as there's a right, not right way, because there's no right way to tell someone that they may need some some extra help in a mental area. Um, but still being loyal and loving enough to say, hey, listen, you may want to talk to somebody. Here's a phone number. Or I'll help you find somebody to talk to. Maybe that'll help. But if you choose mm-hmm. not to do it, then, you know, that's ultimately on you. But I'm not going to be around for when you decide to snap. To me, that doesn't make sense. I'm putting my life and my family's life at risk for that. Right. And we have to stop being like and the problem is. And I think we talked about this a few weeks ago um, about how uh, there's no way for other people to vent because their quote unquote friends just want likes. They just, you know, they want to be, uh, what do you call social media famous mm-hmm. because to them that makes sense. So they'll put us put the story out about their people. Yeah. There's, there's no loyalty. I've seen, I saw a video of a mother, a mother. I think she had two or three girls, daughters, they're teenagers. No, there was two, there was two female teenagers, teenagers, right? She recorded cussing them out. Showing their their bathrooms, showing their underwear, showing their rooms, oh, embarrassing them because she heard them curse, so she decided to 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 embarrass them on social media. Where in the hell wow. does that make sense? I'm telling you, I don't. There, it all stems back to. Yeah not talking about it to have to be so open you know your shit and everybody else's business right and you just put it all out there because everybody should either care or not care they should hate or like it, it everyone's some... opinions matter and no they don't because if right. you're talking about me look at me i was over 300 pounds i've lost a lot of weight since then. Mm-hmm. I got upset <clears throat> because one of my other best friends, her her and her husband's 18th anniversary would have been tomorrow. Right. And she's like, at least I'll have the memories of the pictures of the wedding. And my first thought to her, instead of thinking, oh, that's so sweet, was growing there and I have one picture of, her, of me up there. Because that's when I was my highest weight. Uh uh-uh. uh, I look like I'm nine months pregnant. You slow. And then I thought, <clears throat> and she's going, You were so beautiful that day. And I said, You know what? What do I care? That's what I looked like that time. People right. in my family are going to look back and they're going to see pictures of me at that time in my life and they're going to post it. I have to be okay with it. Right. But when it comes down to it, not everyone thinks like that. Not everyone is going to be okay with it. Like, you notice that I don't post too many pictures of I come in contact with a lot of people. So I came in contact with one of the girls from the school we went to. We all grew up together. We played sports together. Um, uh, we were there and our kid was playing with her kids and we took pictures of us together. Right. I didn't post it because I don't know how she feels about the picture I took. Even though she said, oh, I really like that. I don't know for sure. I'm not posting it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn because like with my own daughter, 
she'd be like, why did you post that picture? I didn't look right. Like, I, this pose is all, I mean, I was like, oh my God. Like, I didn't think about it like that. I just thought yeah. I want to show this picture of my beautiful daughter. Right. Now, people and I are so start asking her when I could post or not post something. And people are so hell-bent about how other people perceive them. Uh-huh. When it shouldn't matter. But again, that still comes down with, uh, it still comes down to mental health. So there's another person that we used to work with who only take pictures from a certain angle. <laughs> to me, it, it's senseless. I'm like, you look the same. No, but this side is my best side. And yeah. I only allow my best pictures up and they will filter the shit out of those pictures. Like you don't even know who this person is. And I'm like, that totally does not look like you. Oh no, it's me. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm looking at you in your face right now. And I do not see the person that is on this Facebook page. <laughs> that is totally not you. Like if you go missing, we're screwed. Cause we're not going to be able to find <laughs> you. We take your social media account. You can just forget it. Because at this point, we're looking for, um, what she look like? Sandra Bullock. And you sitting up here looking like a Medea. Girl, stop. <laughs> Slimming your face down and shit. I've never seen no, no craziness before in my life. But again, it still comes to the fact that people, it's, it's being self-conscious. Yeah. It's um, um, not having their, their self-esteem as low as hell. Whoever thought of filters. Like, messed up the game. They they did. They, they messed also up. made a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. Because these people are using them to now. Don't get me wrong. I'll use some depending on what I'm doing. Like I use a, like Snapseed and stuff like that um, to clear up the picture or to brighten the picture. Right, but or to make takes... yourself look like a completely different person. Like, I can't yeah, that takes you. entirely too much time. So you know that I am recently single. Yes, I, I, I got on a website to Secret try to meet people lovers. as friends because yeah. I don't want That's a relationship right are. now, but I want friends. And I can't tell you how many profiles I've seen where people say, if you have filtered pictures, I'm not responding. Right. And I and it made me realize, like, wow, people are crazy. Like, and I've seen it. Like, I've. I swipe through some stuff. I look on social media. My daughter uses filters, but not mm -hmm. all the time. She'll put a regular pickup of her. Right. She just sometimes uses the filters. She thinks they're cute, but yeah, certain ones put... are freaking adorable. What? Certain ones are freaking adorable. They are. They are. But she doesn't have to have them every time she takes a picture. Right. And and it's crazy to me because she was so um bullied because she had blue eyes. And, and I so think she hated her eyes for her a long freaking time. eyes are gorgeous. I know. But because of things out, of other take people, she thought yeah. she was ugly because of her blue eyes. I, I tried to tell her so many times. You know how many people kill for blue eyes I wouldn't say I would kill for blue eyes but I would give up a Big Mac for some blue eyes <laughs> it uh, was a big thing for a long time I mean I don't 
I, I just think eyes are pretty. Eyes are my thing. Right. And it doesn't really matter the color. It just matter how it matches the person. And I think you can tell a lot by their eyes. Like the one relationship that I did love. Just from her eyes, I could tell she was crazy. <laughs> but it didn't stop. Mm, he said it didn't stop. <laughs> uh-uh. Surely did. Jeez. Nice. But but with filters, yeah, like why do we have to make ourselves look different than we are? Like we because... are who we are eventually. If we are gonna meet that person or someone, they're not going to get what they got on social media. Right. That's that's a hundred percent. Trust me, I I know these things. Unless you got a lot of money and you're famous, you always <laughs> gonna look like that, <laughs> right? So I'm gonna be knocking at your door. Give me five minutes. Get my pick. Right. Get my makeup artist. Get my hair. Put my face on. <laughs> well, makeup can do some some magnificent things. I just think that you know, dating wise, you know, besides worrying about their mental to make sure. Hold on, Jesus. There we go. Sorry. Um, um, makeup has, has, has changed the game face wise. I mean, as far yeah. as when you're face to face with somebody, the fact that you can look like someone else based on how you place that makeup yep. to me is crazy. Right. So, so if, if you're a, if you're, you're a straight man, this this just go ahead and give a scenario out there. You're a straight man, right? You see this woman, she's fly, she's bad, she's independent, she's this, that, and the third. She's everything that you ever look for. And, and she's beautiful. Six months down the line, y'all decide, hey, we're going to go in a, on a vacation. She gets in a damn pool and you notice that this is not the same person mm-hmm. that you've been dealing with for six months. Right. Your feelings are invested, but when it comes down to it, you're no longer attracted to this person. What do you think is going to happen to that man? Well, and God be. forbid if the person is a transsexual and didn't tell them. Oh, my. Yeah, that would really entice that story. Right. But then that guy. So so let's not even go for for our trans people. So let's go for just the woman who decided to go ahead and make a new face. Right. So he gets home. He gets home to his boys. He, he tells his boys what's going on. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to geek on them. They're going to laugh at them. Oh, yeah. They're going to make jokes, you know, not worrying about, yo, man, well, how do you feel? You know, damn, like, you need to talk. It, it doesn't go that way. For whatever reason, it seems like caring for someone and showing that you care or genuinely like this person and want to see them do good in all areas is like a bad thing nowadays. Yep. You know, you, you can't, oh, you know, you can't talk to this person or... Or talk to that person in hopes that the information don't go out. No, because they have to call somebody. They have to send a post. And, oh, if we're on the same Facebook page, it's cool because I already got Twitter and you're not on my Twitter. Or I got Instagram, you're not on that. Mm -hmm. You know, put the stuff out there and not understanding how, one, it's going to come back eventually. It may not come back that day, that month, or that year. But eventually that person's going to know about it. This is exactly what's going on on a show that I watch that I won't say, but this is what's (laughs) going on on this show right now. 
Like this, this woman and this guy broke up. He immediately after starts having all these parties. He's he pissed him and his friends are taking pics and showing him with other girls and he's not not realizing like how it hurts the person they they just lost. Uh, uh, you got me there. Trying, huh? You got me there. So the, enough, there's nothing wrong with the person they just split person, up. Right? So they they well, they split up. It was the way they split up wasn't for anything bad or anything. It was just someone trying to grow and wanted the other person with them but wanted to live separately. Right. And not, and it was only because they couldn't get a lot of their work done while they were living with them. Mm. And they were starting their own business. Oh, okay. And so it couldn't have, it didn't have to be a breakup. But the other person was like, you know, kind of jealous. Well, if I let you, like, you move out after you moved in, then to me that's just going backwards. Right. Not realizing what she was really trying to say. She wanted to be with them. It wasn't about, you know... She needed her own space to start her own business without all the excess noise. Ah, see, I get it. I do get it. But say, for example, if my mate decided I need space so that way I can start my own business. Uh, when I'm living with you, I can't get stuff done. So I'm going to go get my own spot. No, bitch. No, you're not going nowhere. No, you can go get an office. And for the eight hours that you need to start your own business, go to your office. It's a lot cheaper than a um, than an apartment. You're right. That could have been thought of. Yeah, get I don't an know office. Why. I mean, these yeah. kids are younger than some, us. So yeah, on some but on some real shit. When it comes down to it, listen. When me and old girl broke up, right, Chrissy, I did the same shit. Anytime she came to my crib to pick up her son, there was a picture of me and a new bitch on the board. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't playing no games. Right, but your situation was different. It was we hurt together. <laughs> I can't see the concept of, oh, you know, we together, but I now want to move out because I want to start my own business. To me, that doesn't make something don't add up there. You couldn't think of a different way. That's the only way you thought of is to move out. Not get, oh, I'm going to go get an office. Like, yeah, for me, like for me now, because you already know my, my situation, it's hard for me to think sometimes. Sometimes I'll go sit out in the car. Sometimes I'll go to the park. I go to the park. I got ADD, honey. I start seeing <laughs> squirrels and everything is done. But, yeah, there's been a, a thought pattern between me and my mate saying for me to go get an office. So that way I have a quiet space to, to create. But I'll be damned if I'm moving out. Or she moving out? Ah, uh-uh, we in this together. Mm-mm. Nope. You go ahead and start your business. Go ahead and get an office. Did you need me to help you clean the office? Your new office? <laughs> yeah, no. That's craziness. Yeah, I would have did. So I would have did some shit like that. But they could have worked it out. Maybe after that they could have talked and said, you know, why don't we work in this house or do that? But she However, didn't think. To say, hey, listen, I can't concentrate here. I need to have my own creative space. 
what do you think I should do? Like, they're in a relationship. But again, I'm 44 years old, honey. So I guess I do things a little differently. But that's it. That's what I'm saying. They're younger. They don't, you know, think like you do when you're a little older. And to be honest, like, they're both in the public eye. So you're going to see what they're doing. She didn't do anything wrong. But he, on the first night after they break up, has to go and post himself. And he's got this other friend who just keeps egging him on to do it and do it and do it. Yeah, ain't his friend. He's trying to get back with her. He wants to be with her. He loves her. He wants to work it out. And so, he, you know, they do wind up getting together and he apologizes for it. But now mm-hmm. she's the one who's not trusting because she didn't do anything. She just, she needed her space. And she wasn't doing anything behind his back. She wasn't posting things on social media. And so she, it. she needed her space. So I'm okay. Say me and you're dating, right? We've been dating. How long were they dating? Um, I think it was two years. They moved in after one. Okay. So, so two years, me and you two years in, you moved in. To, to my to my to my crib and then I tell you yo I need space to create I'm gonna go get another apartment we're gonna live separately how does that sound to you I agree with you on that I would be like yeah and you said it's a story that right here but this if I wanted is a story to that you, I wouldn't go out the next night and then night 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 listen and, and then have one chick just come stay at my house for a whole like week or two I think I need to shut the hell up because I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I ain't going to lie. And I know the situations are different, but a breakup is a breakup. Two years in, a breakup is a breakup. Yeah, that's where we're different. Yeah, I'm not. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to show my ass, honey. I'm going to show my ass. Point that moving, it doesn't need to be moving out. If you need a space for your business, let's get you a space. Or we so rich, why don't we go ahead and get you like a soundproof roof room, really big right. in the house that you can have as your personal space, that's your business, that's your office. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. I don't know who wrote this BS because that's what it is. What happened was she didn't think that he was going to go out and do some fuck shit. Right. And literally that night he went out and did it. She got jealous. Mm-hmm. Because the thought was, I'm going to go ahead and treat him like an option. So he went ahead and showed her how many options he had. That's how I see it. Well, she knew it, though. She knew he was going to have that. Because he's. When you, when got you a love lot of somebody. Money. And he's. Man, look. Good looking. When you. When you love somebody, whether they're good looking or not, it can be ugly as shit. When you love somebody and you want to be with somebody, no matter the situation, you're not going to say, I'm going to move out. You don't move out for creative flows. You get an office space. You you go into the garage, basement. As you said, they got money, a soundproof room. Shit, they could have built her office off of the house. Mm-hmm. But her thought was, I'm going to go ahead and move out. Yeah, nah. 
Nah, we're not playing those games. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be pussy popping on the handstand, having parties and shit. Toga, toga. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be sitting up here playing games because you want to, quote unquote, be creative and move out. You're not moving into another room. You're moving out the whole house. That's a breakup to me. After we've been together for two years. And, and that part dis- I agree with me with. I just don't agree. Like, I wouldn't be the person the next day to be posting all the shit on t- Face, no, social I don't, media. No, I, I don't believe in posting this stuff on social media. Girl, I don't believe in that. So many people but, see that. And when you're already in the limelight, people are looking. Right. I, I'm not in the limelight, and I still wouldn't do it. My I thing is, mean. my business is my business. People put too much of their personal business out there. And then when people comment or give their opinion on their personal information, they go, they go, they go nuts. You know, in their head, now they're worrying about what other people are thinking. Since when did what someone else thought about you? It's not your business. What you think about me is none of my business. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. So why would I care? But I'm also not putting a whole bunch of my personal information out there. You're not going to use that shit against me. Mm. I just, just believe that there's a way for people to get the help that they need. And all in all actuality, it starts within their own circle. If I have somebody in my circle who's telling me, oh, do this, knowing that it's not the right thing to do. I don't need you in my circle. Very true. Oh, well, she's this. and She's that. I don't need you in my circle. That's not what I need. What I need is a friend and a friend. Don't they don't talk ill about your mate like that. I mean, funny is funny, no matter how you put it. I like a little funny. But to, 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 oh, go do this. Let's record it and let's put it up online. If you're willing to do all that with my relationship, that's a problem. Yep. That's a big problem. Right. And it's very rare for me that I'm going to be like, if I'm in a relationship, it's very rare that I'm going to be with single people that I don't know like that. Like I have to know your character in order for you to be around me. And even then, it's not a guarantee that I'm going to be around you for too long. I may just be around you for that moment. And you will never see my ass again. And if you do, I'm going to act like I don't know you. Walk right on past. Bye. Because (laughs) all in all, like our mental, our mental is the most important. Mm -hmm. People aren't looking at... You know, their mental health. You have these women who's out there fighting other women for a man. And this man is back enjoying it. But all in all, the girl fighting the other girl because she slept with her man. That other girl didn't commit to you. The man did. Right. So now you going nuts, slashing tires, doing this, doing that. Stalking him. Like, it gets real bad. And I don't think people really understand the severity of, of their actions. Like I said, I, I've done my dirt in the past. Um, well, I say I'm proud of it. Yes. I did what was best for me at it's, the time. But it did, I knew. Like it's inter- huh? It's almost like it's entertainment at this point. Look right. at how many shows you have on TV about people that do people wrong on social media. About killings. It's like it's a form of entertainment now. Yeah. 
That's disgusting. Yeah. What was that? What's that show called? Um, there was a show out where people would talk to people online and not be that person. Catfish. Catfish. Yeah, I, I just to me it's it's like one you have to have some type of mental issue if you're willing to pose as someone else for that long, lure someone in. Just to show up and be someone totally different. Yeah. To me, that's crazy. And But the fact is, on that show, I, I watched it for a short period. At the end, with a lot of them, they get to the root of the problem. And they actually follow up with them later. And they help them get help if they need it and stuff. No, I, I think the person, the guy who did it was catfished at some point also. Yes. And he just, that's when he decided to go ahead and make that show, Catfish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. But and for me, my thought is, it's not for the person who consider, I consider a victim. It's more for the person who is posing as someone else. Like you whispering sweet nothings in someone's ear, and then you're not even who they, they're dreaming about. They're dreaming about someone totally different. Right. And and there's, there's just a couple different types of metal reasons there can be for that. Alright, you gotta hold on, girl. You know what time it is. I'm too old. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm gonna eat some chips. Uh, Caramel wafers or whatever they are. I don't know. Something not fattening. Phew. Girl, girl, girl. Chrissy. I was eating. <laughs> All right. If you're thinking about suicide or worried about a friend or a loved one or would like emotional support, there is a health lifeline network that is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week across the United States. That phone number is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Remember to be yourself because no one is as unique as you. Much love.